0: The all-electric Kia EV6, with up to 528 kilometres of range. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter SA. This is Sports Day.
1: Welcome to the summer edition of Sports Day SA. Paul Bonza, Dan Menzel with you, and you can be part of the show. one 736 736 That's the just quality home improvements open line or you can text in 0427154 one
2: double six Man, you've had a busy day. I have had a busy day. I uh, was on the run home with Roach before, so I had a couple of hours on there, which was good fun, filled in for Kimbo, so um got to host the show. So now just putting the feet up and letting you take the <laughs> reins right? for the rest of the night.
1: <laughs> All right, let's get straight into it. So we got a lot on the show. We're going to speak to Scotty Ninnis later as it's Wednesday. We've got our movies of the week, so we're looking forward to that as well. Um, it, but it's time for the hot topic. Thanks to Eerie Gear. To save time and water, Irrigear is here. Irrigear offers expert advice and better irrigation solutions. That's irrigation.
2: Now, the opening round, Bonds, the opening round is what it's been termed as, is yes. out for the AFL for season yes. 2024. Uh, so there's going to be an opening round of four games, followed by round one the following week. Now, yes. a lot of people, when they've seen this, have gone, why is this happening? What is going on here? There's four games in the eastern, eastern northeastern states. Well, there's a reason for that, isn't there? There is a reason. So Sydney plays Melbourne at the SCG. Brisbane plays Carlton at the Gabba. Gold Coast plays Richmond. That's right. You heard right. A Damien Hardwick game there at Heritage Bank Stadium in the Gold Coast. And GWS takes on the Magpies, the premiers from last year, at Mm. Giant Stadium. So that is the opening round. And the reason is the NRL... They are over in Las Vegas for their opening of their season next year. So the AFL has seen the vacancy, they've seen the opportunity, and that's why they have scheduled the four matches in the opening round starting a week earlier than normal, Thursday 7th of March through to Saturday 9th of March. Do you
1: like that? Do you like the fact that the AFL is jumping on the vacancy of the
2: NRL? Should uh, yes, there? yes, I do. I yep. I think they should absolutely jump on the vacancy of the NRL. I still probably would have played them all uh, across that that format and that fixture, and you could have them highlight the weekend. I got no issue there. I do think it's a little bit weird that we have an opening round followed by a round one the next week. It's just semantics, isn't it? It is. It's just a name. It really is. Uh, And so, yeah, four games. But what that means is that you're going to have these teams uh, are going to play in the opening round, and then they're going to play round one. So their Mm -hmm. second game will be in round one against another team. Yep. And then they will have a bye in between rounds two and round six. So you're going to see, look, for the traditionalists out there that love seeing all teams on the same amount of games... Uh, until you get to a certain point when the buyers come in, that will not happen next year. These teams are going to be either have played a game more up until around two, three, four, five, or six. Yeah, but we've had buys
1: for years now. Yeah, so that happens in the middle of the season normally. Yeah, so it's just going to happen a little bit earlier.
2: Yeah, it will. But what I do like is that you've got Brisbane taking on Carlton. Now, who knocked Carlton out in a very close game in the prelim? Brisbane, Collingwood taking on GWS. Who knocked GWS out by a point in the prelim? Jollywood. Yep, so there is some rivalry games there to start. But the best rivalry game is Gold Coast taking on Richmond. Yes. With uh, the 80% of uh, Gold Coast lists already there that's going to win the next premiership for Damien Hardwick. So uh, how's that for a round or an opening round matchup? It's really well done by the
1: AFL. What do you think? Text in on 427 One five four one
2: double six. Let us know. We have got a text in from Frankie who said, "Could the opening round be a regular fixture until the Tassie team comes in to avoid the awkward buy for one team when the Devils do come in?" Don't mind that text. Don't mind it. It it does make sense um, because we know that Tassie is going to come in and the odd numbers. uh, I think they will. I think they'll have success with this and. I think the other thing you got to bear in mind is I imagine the NRL will have success with Las Vegas, so I don't think this will just be a one-year thing for the NRL, which is why the AFL will go. All right, we'll come. If you're going to go away, you're going to go overseas. We'll come and and, and be in your backyard while you're over in America.
1: Yeah, I don't mind it at all. Uh, look, I I think it's a great draw. I like the fact
2: that the season starts
1: a week earlier. Who 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 doesn't want footy earlier? No,
2: exactly. Let's get yep. it. Let's get it going early. And so for. Crows and Ports fans, uh, the fixture will come out tomorrow for round one. Uh, We are thinking that Port Adelaide will play at home against West Coast. Yes. In round one, it's, it's a pretty nice start for the power just to, with all their recruits to you think get off to a nice winning start against the Eagles and the Crows is not confirmed but it's looking likely that we could be heading up to the Gold Coast the Gold Coast Suns having back-to-back games so play Richmond in the opening round and then the Crows will likely play against Gold Coast in have got some one.
1: inside information do you?
2: well we've done our mathematics <laughs> uh, and we'll find out in about 12 hours time whether we're right or wrong yes so the draw should be
1: out tomorrow and and um, hopefully, we'll have the, all that information for you and we can go through that and see who's got a good draw, who's got a bad draw. That's going to be the, all the talk until Monday night and the draft.
2: It will. And what I'm looking forward to breaking down, I think we both mentioned this. And I know that when when I was on with Will a few weeks ago, he talked about this too, that has Adelaide gone past Port Adelaide? That's going to be a debate that's going to happen all the way up until the season and throughout the season. Well, one of the main factors in this and things that I've talked about is the draw that the Crows will get in comparison to the Power. The Power finished in the top six, the Crows yep. didn't finish in the top eight. So they will get a much better draw when it comes to teams that they play against twice because that's how the AFL's done it for equalization purposes. So the Crows should have a better draw and I'm looking forward to seeing what that is tomorrow. Uh,
1: me too. Um, there was a WBBL game. Today, down at KRO, our girls took on the much-fancy yeah. Sydney Thunder and uh, got the job done, men. They
2: did. So we chose to bowl first and uh, put the Thunder in. And it, as you mentioned, it, Karen Rolton over, when you restrict a team to 118 runs off 20 overs, you are going to back yourself in. they are going to be able to chase that down. We would have been much the happier side at the halfway mark. and. It proved to be the result in the end. The strikers chased it down with relative ease. 4,519 off 17.5 overs. So still 13 deliveries to spare. Six wickets in hand. Laura Wolfhart was the player of the match with 47 at the top of the order. Katie Mack, a nice 26 to get us going as well.
1: Yeah, Bridget
2: Patterson, 36 not.
1: It's, yeah, it was just a really solid effort, a really solid chase. They got them with a couple
2: of overs to spare. It's an important win as well because what it does is if we take a quick look at the table, we go back to equal top with the Perth Scorchers and the Brisbane Heat, seven wins and three losses. Sydney Thunder, they drop down to six wins now. Uh, and so effectively they're so tight at the top with only a few games to go. If we had to drop that, we drop down to fourth or fifth. We're not in the top couple of teams now. We can still contend to go back-to-back this season.
1: Big result for the girls. How about the guys' men's? Over in Perth, the Redbacks are taking on WA in day one of the Sheffield Shield game over there. The Sackers lost the toss and the Whackers put them in on what is a very green
2: Whacker wicket? Yeah, tricky conditions. So it's a good toss to win. Uh, and WA, as you said, put South Australia in to bat. We started, well, it wasn't a great start. We were 2 for 17. Started to get a partnership together between Carter and McSweeney. But then, unfortunately, just wicket after wicket. And we're currently 6 for 136 of 58 overs. It's going to be a challenge from here.
1: Yes, just after T, Ben Menenti is there on 24. Harry Nilsson there on 9. So these two, probably the last two recognized batters, they need to at least get a partnership of 50 or 60, try and get over 200.
2: Well, and that's the thing, because the wicket should dry out, should be better to bat on uh, in the coming days. So you would expect WA to easily be able to get a first innings lead if we can't get over that 250 mark. So a good start for WA, not so much the Redbacks. Hey, Joel Paris, he's in some scintillating form. He's taken three for 29 again today off his 13 overs. We know what he did against us in our last Nine wickets. In the match last time, a six for and a they, three. For. They just yep. seem to produce these fast bowlers over there in the West, don't they? That they doesn't matter what format they play in, they just dominate uh, the WA yeah. teams.
1: Yeah, I did watch a little bit of it early, and they uh, he bowled beautifully. Paris gave the
2: opening batters nothing, and had uh, Henry Hunt plumb In the first couple of overs, beautiful bowling. Oh, and again, they produce them. Like, Jaya Richardson does it. I mean, in terms of the T20 format, AJ Ty has been sensational for a long time. I mean, I've left out three or four bowlers that have been very good from WA for for consistently for a long time. So, again, another one on the cards there, and Joel Paris bowling really well at the moment.
1: Now, we broke the news last night that uh, Nesto Irecunda is moving to Bayern Munich. Yes. There's There's some interesting pronunciations of Bayern Munich, (laughs) including probably mine. I've heard Bayern Munich, I've heard um,
2: Bowen Munich. What about Bayern München? Oh, there you go. That's not bad. Because München does come up um, in the spelling, I guess, so the pronunciation of it. But um, yeah, he is off to Bayern Munich. Carl Veer did mention that nearly every single club in Europe had contacted them and... Look, he's gone for a few million, depends how much it ends up being Euro, but it's not much in the scheme of things. With how much they pay for players over there, it's pretty much a bargain to get him. We get to keep him for the rest of the A-League season, which is massive because if you want to get along and see this guy who is going to be a superstar at Bayern Munich, You've got the rest of this A League season to get along and watch Adelaide United and see him play here at home before he goes overseas to the European League. So, something special. Make sure you get down to High Marsh to watch the Adelaide United, but necessary Aaron Kunda before he heads overseas.
1: And here's what Nestor had to say when he signed.
3: Yeah, obviously a great achievement, I guess, to so have the best club in the world after me and wanting to sign me and done that. Now, so, obviously, um, it's a dream come true to. I he gone to Europe
2: to try. my dream, yeah. Yeah, Nestor Aaron Kunda there talking about going to Europe. Do you still... Do you, so do you think his head now would be Bayern Munich? I'm, yep, I'm over there. I'm ready to go. Or do you think he still potentially wants to do something here at Adelaide United and, and win?
1: He's 17. you just got to remember that. He's 17. His head's probably just, I want to play footy. I want to play football and I want to play the best football I can play. And, and I'm sure the family and people and these coaches at Adelaide United are going, you finish the season here, it can only do you good.
2: Yeah, I agree. Well, we might have a listen to on him trying to still have some success with Adelaide United.
3: While I'm still here, especially it's a club that I've been, been playing with for, I guess, three four years. Um, uh, yeah, it's going to be a great. Um, great experience for me to be in the match minutes I've been getting lately, to um, improve on. Improve on my um, all-round game, my skills, and everything. So obviously, it's gonna it's gonna be rare, I guess while I'm still here, try win some
2: trophies and stuff. Yeah, try <laughs> win some trophies. That's what you like to hear as an Adelaide a fan. He's a laid-back Great. guy, isn't he? And again,
1: 17 Correct. years of age. Correct. Big future ahead of hopefully
2: him. Hopefully, can win a trophy before he heads overseas.
1: Coming up on the show, men's, you've got your number four picks, your top five number fours of, the, of between uh, the last decade, uh, 10, 2010 and 2020. Yep. Assistant coach Scott Ninnis will be with us, our uh, movie of the week. It's all happening here on the summer edition of Sports Day SA.
0: Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter... Welcome
1: back to the summer edition of Sports Day SA. Thanks to Lumo Energy. Switch to the affirmative. Join Lumo Energy today and Kia. Kia's epic range, the Kia Sportage Seltos and EV6 GT... Bonds and men's with you. You can text in on 0427 154 166 or dial on the Just Quality Home Improvements open line. That's 1300 736 736. You should know it by now.
2: I certainly do. Uh,
1: (laughs) The good oil... (laughs) Uh, Men's it's brought to us by Cobram Estates Australia's most awarded extra virgin olive oil Grown, harvested and first cold pressed in Northern Victoria We're going to look at your top five number four picks
2: Yes, number four picks for the decade between 2010 and 2020 So effectively it's up until the 2019 draft So ten players in there We've got our top five These guys didn't make the top five So here's a few flashbacks for you Bonds Okay Jared Pickett, he's right. one that uh, didn't quite go on. Uh, ben Ainsworth, uh, Lockie Ash, um, yep. Max King, he's not in the top five. He's had a good career, but I, I think where yep. he finishes, he'll be in the top five. Yep. But he's still got plenty of footy ahead of him. And um, one of my former teammates, Jimmy Tumpus as well. The Tump. Yes. Number I, four pick. I had you at number one, Tumpus. I've moved you out of the top <laughs> five. So we'll start with number five. And at number five, I've got Will hoskin Elliott. Good player. Good player. So he obviously won a grand final for Collingwood. He's played 152 games for Collingwood, but he didn't get drafted to Collingwood. In 2011, he went where? Um, it was got. It was GWS, was yes. it? Yes. All yeah. over at Bonds, the orange team. So got drafted to GWS, spent five seasons there, played 52 games. He was in and out, and then has really found his feet at Collingwood. He's played 152 games uh, since 2017 at the Magpies. So... A really important cog in that team and a premiership player now. He comes in at number five. At number four, I've gone with Luke Davies-Uniak. Again, I think he could even get higher um, with what he might do. He he was in the 2017 National Draft. So effectively, he hasn't even played half his career yet. What we've seen, the glimpses from him the last year or two, um, and he's starting to put that uh, continuity together. Yeah, Once, the consistency yeah.
1: Of, of effort is is there, isn't it?
2: When North Melbourne, when, hopefully when, <laughs> if North Melbourne is a good team in the future, he will be a major player, a major part of that. And he comes in at number four, a much maligned player at number three, Andrew Gaff. Right. 2010 draft. Uh, look, his last couple of years certainly haven't been his better footy, but if you, if I take you back prior to, to that, oh, prior to that, in the years 2017, 2018, that premiership year when he didn't play in it, he um, was in some sensational form. He's played 275 games. Uh, again, there's not many players that play 300 games in this competition. And so he's probably stiff to not be in the top two players picked at number four in this decade. But the reason being is at number two, it is Clayton Oliver. That's a fair player.
1: At number two. At
2: number two, he doesn't make number one. 2015 draft for Clayton Oliver. So, again, we know that he's still got, realistically, what, that's another seven years potentially at his peak. He's 26 years of age, Is Clayton Oliver. Uh, he, he's been Melbourne's arguably best player over the last six or seven years. 161 games in that time. Uh, if he can get everything right, he could win the Brownlow medal next year. He is that good. Um, but he's not the number one. And that is because at number one, taking pick four in the 2013 draft is none other than Marcus Bontempelli. Yep. that's uh, oh, see, it's a real toss-up between those two, isn't it? But, but, yeah, it is. But can you can't have Clayton Oliver ahead of Bontempelli, can you? I mean, Melbourne, Melbourne fans can. Yeah. However, this is where it comes in uh, in terms of where they're drafted. Oliver drafted in 2015, and Marcus Bontempelli. <laughs> Drafted in 2013. Now, look, Sammy, our producer, is saying that does Bond... Well, Bond and Pelly's got, what, one premiership or two yep. premierships now? No, one. Yep. So, Clayton Oliver, one premiership. One. Yeah, so they're both the same. Um, Bond and it's Pelly... It's a really good discussion. It's a great discussion. Love it. 216 games for Bond and Pelly. He's obviously the captain of that footy club, and... Uh, he's won so many things. He's won the the coach's player of the year. He's been the best captain. He's won the Lee Matthews trophy a couple of times as well. Now that says a lot to me. So that's why I've got him at number one, ahead of Clayton Oliver at number two, Andrew Gaff at number three, Davies Uniak at number four, and Will Hoskin Elliott comes in at number five. That's a solid a solid that top really is, five for pick fours. And tomorrow night you're gonna do pick three? We're gonna do pick three. We're gonna we're gonna go all the way up until Monday night, which will be the draft, which will be number one, the number one pick will go through from that decade between 2010 and all the way up to 2019. So, yeah, you're right. Yesterday was good with the five, but the number four pick, there's some really good players in there. And, yeah, let us know about the debate between Bontempelli and, and Oliver.
1: We got a text uh, from Jim who says, who's closer to a flag, the Dogs or the D's?" Oh,
2: it's a good question. I think the Dogs are. Uh, sorry, I think the D's are. Uh, and the reason being is... They lost two games this year in the finals. and went out in straight sets that they could have won. If they win that first final against Collingwood, which they could have won, mm. they potentially win the flag. Yep. So I, I think I think the Dogs will be good for a number of years, but I think the Ds in the next year or two, you agree? Uh,
1: yeah, I do agree. Because um, I think the Dogs are a bit wobbly wheels uh, up top and maybe in the front office uh the good <laughs> yes. oil the good oil uh, was brought to us by Cobra estate australia's most awarded extra virgin olive oil grown harvested and first cold pressed in northern victoria and uh, be alert and prepared this bushfire season stay up to date all bushfire warnings online at uh, south australian country fire service visit cfs.sa.gov.au this community update is thanks to New Fire Coat, the first paint proven to protect property in high-risk fire conditions. Available at Bunnings Warehouse. Coming up on the show, Mince, we're going to speak to Nini.
2: Yeah, we're going to go over the 36s and how they can bounce back this weekend. And there's a massive game of ODI World Cup semi-final tonight. India taking on New Zealand. Yeah,
1: I've got a tough question for Nini too. He's not going to like it, but I'm sure he'll like it, it. it like he always does. Nah, he will. Back soon. It's the Summer Edition of Sports ASA.
0: Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter SA. Welcome back, Sports
1: Day SA Summer Edition. Paul Bonzer, Dan Menzel with you. You can get involved on the Just Quality Home Improvements open line one 736 736 or text in 0427-154-166. It's time for our World Cup update. Thanks to Henley Homes. Designs with drop
2: prices, all the luxuries and now seven-star energy
1: efficiency.
2: Yes, India takes on New Zealand tonight in Mumbai. We might come back to that one because the toss is about to happen and we'll bring what happens there, which we know is going to be very important in Mumbai to see who wins that. But Australia versus South Africa tomorrow night bonds in Kolkata. Mm -hmm. A little bit of concern about a Bay of Bengal tropical storm that is about. It's floating. It's not ideal for Australia because if there is no game played, then what happens? Um, the other guys win. Yeah, we're out because we're the lower seed. So that would really suck that we don't see a ball bowled and Australia bows out. But we might have a listen to Australian coach Andrew McDonald on the preparation of the weather.
4: I think we keep it really simple. And it's very hard to plan for weather. So we'll go about picking our side um, with the the whole 50 overs in in mind on, on the first day there. So I don't think we get too far ahead of ourselves or overthink it, pick the best team, all the conditions against the South African opponent and, and go from there and see what unfolds.
2: Interesting. So see what unfolds. Uh, he spoke about potentially some inclusions as well. So Maxwell and Stark, do they come in Well, let's have a listen to him?
4: Yeah, I think the the two ins from the, from the last game will definitely be Mitchell Stark and, and Glenn Maxwell. Obviously after the, the heroics of Glenn and, and suffering that cramp, there was, there was some risk associated with him taking on Bangladesh. So we heard on the side of caution there and, with Mitch Stark, um, the heavy workload, he had a few niggles coming in, so we felt like it was a, a really opportune time just to give him that sort of slight freshen up leading into the semi-final. So he'll be a certain starter along with Glenn Maxwell. And then, yeah, the rest we've got to talk through. And um, I suppose the, the ongoing question for most of the tournament has been about how we'll structure up with our batting uh, unit. Uh, we haven't had the full 15 available, uh, so touch wood, that, that is the case that we've got full 15 fully fit players to to choose from. And, yeah, we'll make a decision, as I said, based upon that surface. And and the opponent, but whichever way we go, we feel as though it's, it's going to be a strong-looking team and one that we're excited about.
1: We know Abbott's going to come out for Stark. Yep. Men's, who are you taking out to make room for you Are you taking out are you
2: Are taking out Stoinis? Labashane, for mine, goes out. Maxwell comes in. He, he's able to bowl. Stoinis gives us that firepower, which I think we potentially might need against South Africa. The other thing that's, I reckon, important tomorrow night against them, Bonds, is... That we win the toss and we bat first. Because South Africa in this tournament have made four scores over 350 when they've batted first. They've, they haven't looked good when they've chased. they looked horrible when they've chased. Yeah, so, they've lost when they've chased. So it is, Exactly. So it's an important toss to win tomorrow night in Calcutta. Uh, as is the toss tonight in Mumbai, which is happening right now as we speak.
1: As we speak, they're about to toss the coin in Calcutta. Um, Kane Williamson is out there. Rohit Sharma is in the middle. Ravi Shastri's got the microphone in his hand, and Rohit Sharma is about to toss the coin. This is huge. And we'll bring this to you live, and on the spot, it was a horrible toss. It missed the uh, sponsor's logo, uh,
2: but it looks India's
1: like won it. India have won the toss wow. and won the game.
2: It looks that way. <laughs> I mean, they have made the wicket a little bit more spin-friendly, which, no surprise, yes. will suit yes. India, but... um. Yeah, Rohit Sharma has won the toss, and you would think that that means that they... We can't actually hear that, but we, we we probably should have put it to air. But anyway,
1: it doesn't matter. Um, so we think they won the toss and elected to bat, which we thought would be the case,
2: means So good luck, New Zealand. Uh, under lights in the, the second innings when Jasper Bumrah, Mohammed Shami have the ball. Yes. And it is hooping around. As we've seen every single game in Mumbai, I mentioned this last week, that... The four matches so far in Mumbai, every team has been six wickets down before they've made 100 runs uh, batting second. So it is such a tricky and difficult condition to bat in, and uh, New Zealand will be doing that.
1: What about the news that came out uh, earlier today that India had requested, the the Board of Indian Cricket had requested that the pitch to be
2: have less grass and uh, be a bit slower, <laughs> yeah. Well, drier. it's just staggering that they can actually request that and that can happen for a world tournament. We know that India does run cricket in the world and they have a lot of power. Now, why would they request that? I think the point of it is, is if they had lost the toss tonight and the pitch was that as as it's been in the past, it's probably game over.
4: Now, yes. what's happened
2: is they've won the toss, so it's probably not going to make that much of a difference. But It might be a bit more spin-friendly tonight, which is what India want with their spinners compared to New Zealand's pace attack. So what's your thoughts on it? it, Look, it's wrong. Yes. uh, But no one is going to challenge it because Indian cricket runs the world. They do. That's where all the money comes in. It's where all the decisions are made. So who is going to challenge it? No one will. India win the toss and bat first. So it's a massive toss to win. I would expect them to come out and probably put up 250 or 300. And good luck, New Zealand, trying to chase that down.
1: Yeah, still looking forward to tomorrow night, though. I think it's uh, it's going to be an absolute belter. Uh, men's it's um six thirty five in Adelaide. Sports Day SA we will, we will rock you. on cruise thirteen
3: twenty three and sixteen twenty nine SEN SA.
1: Scotty Ninnis is brought to us by Tire Power. The holiday getaway sale it's on now with huge value on selected Falcon passenger and SUV tyres. Assistant Coach of the Adelaide 36ers, Scott Ninnis. Uh, welcome to Sports Day, SA, my friend.
3: Thank you for having me. Always appreciate it.
1: Uh, tough loss against the Jack Jumpers on the weekend. What was the most frustrating aspect of that loss?
3: Uh, basically, from the start of the game to the finish of the game, I'd be fair to say it was <laughs> it was one of those one of those games that uh, you, you know you get to the end of the game and, and you you know you're disappointed with it, but you, you just you know, you never know quite if what you've seen on the night is what you think. So it takes you watching the game in, on a replay, and uh, I, I reckon I was more uh, more angry after watching the replay than I was during the game. It was just, it's uh, such a tough team to play against. You just have to come ready to play, and to uh, you know, to, to only put up 72 points against them is, is not going to give you any wins in this competition. So. Um yeah, it's not exactly back to the drawing board, but uh yeah, certainly uh certainly there's a lot of work to be done.
2: There is. I mean, you mentioned it, Scotty, twenty percent from three point range, unfortunately, for the thirty six is far from twenty four. But the turnovers as well, fifteen to nine still unfortunately is a problem at the moment.
3: And they, and they happen early for us. You know, look it seems, you know, we we've had two you know, two areas where we haven't done a great job on which is, uh which has been you know, turning the ball over and giving up offensive rebounds, which we did clean up against the Jack Jumpers, which which was pleasing. But you know, you set the tone for yourself when you know the first two possessions you turn the ball over, and they end up in dunks of the opposition. You know, then all of a sudden, you know, they have the momentum early, um, and, and you seem to be chasing your tail. You know, to to have I think it was you know eight or nine in the first quarter and and fifteen by three quarter time is is. Yeah, you know, you're just giving other team opportunities, and that's been a trend for this year. When you look at the look at the end in, in statistics, and the other team has had a lot more shots at you, or you, you don't need to be Einstein to work out that's probably not going to work out well in your favour. So it is something we need to clean up. And uh, I, I've been encouraged by by training this this week. I think it's been very very good for us. So it's uh, uh, certainly going to need to be against Phoenix on Friday night.
2: Yeah, they need to be. And I guess it's certainly not necessarily an excuse, but a reason to only score the 72 points. Trey Kell, unfortunately, didn't get up for the game with a calf injury. So, what's the update there? We certainly missed his offensive firepower against the Jack Jumpers.
3: Yeah, we did. And obviously, when you look at 72 points, you know, there's a guy that's, that could go for 25 on any given night. So, that, that certainly hurt us. But. Yeah, once again, you know, we're not offering up any excuses. I mean, you know, Melbourne United missed three key guys uh, on the weekend and and beat the Phoenix. So, you know, the injuries are part of the game. You know, with with any team, it's always that next man up mentality. Um, It it gave extra opportunities to to some of our guys, and, and I was particularly... Pleased with Nick Marshall. You know, he's, he, he played some extra minutes that he hasn't been getting in the last few weeks and he played well, but no, injuries are part of it. You know, having players out is, is, is just it. Yes, it's disappointing, but it's part of the game and, and certainly it's... We don't offer up any excuse uh, for that the reason we lost.
1: Really good attitude, Ninny. Uh, I just did want to ask you about Nick Marshall. Uh, the fans have been calling for him to get more court time. He got an opportunity with that injury. Um, and he really, he really performed well and showed, I guess, what he showed a, a few seasons ago.
3: Well, mate, as, as we know, it takes a very, very good player to wear number nine for the 36ers. So, uh, I was wondering uh, how long <laughs> it <it'll> would take you. <laughs> so, no, I, I, you know, I love Nick. Uh, you know, as you know, I'm a, you know, born and bred South Aussie. So, so anytime we we have Adelaide, Adelaide guys that are playing for the 36ers, you, you want them to do well. And Nick's, you know, he, he's still on that upward trajectory, and and. I guess with the way the teams put together this year, and and adding uh, Trenton Plowers in late as another guard, you know we, we've got seven guards that basically playing in three positions. So something's got to give, and unfortunately for Nick, you know he he's he's seen the bench more often than he would have liked, you know this year. But yeah, you know, that, that's what you have to do as a as a professional. You know when that opportunity presents itself, as it did to Alex Starling last week in Perth. I mean, you've got to be ready to take it with with both hands. And I I was really happy for Nick. I mean, no one works harder than him and and puts in more work, you know, before and after training. So uh, it was exciting. It was good to see him sort of get a bit of confidence back and, uh, and play really well. Spoke to
1: Trenton Flowers after the game on uh, Saturday night, and his attitude is very similar as well. He he knows that sometimes he's going to be sitting on the bench uh, for most of the game, but when he comes on, he needs to make an impact. And uh, I thought he did that as well on on Saturday on
3: uh, Saturday night. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think you've seen with Trenton. You know, we he came here to start with. He, he's such a, a heralded player. Um, you know, projected to you know be a high draft pick, and then started and and for us and and played some time at the point, and, and that that didn't pan out, and and then went back to the bench, had the breakout game against Illawarra, and, and now just trying to find his way. And once again, he's yeah you, know, you tend to forget he's 18 years old, and 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 with that does come inconsistency. But you know, I've, I've been around this game for a long time. I. I I don't know, I've seen anyone with the athleticism and quickness that, that he has. So, you know, you, you have some physical tools that you know, certainly no one else in our team does and, and you know, probably probably almost across the NBL. So, um, you know, he, he just needs, them, once again, like, like Nick and, and like Starling and like the guys are coming off the bench, just make the most of his opportunities. And I, I've really liked his attitude, you know, over these last few weeks, you know, like with all the hype that that is around him you know it would be easy for him to, to to you know to be grumpy about not playing and and you know if that's going to impact upon his draft stocks but I, I think that's that's what you know he you know everyone's looking at his potential right now but you know the people that know will look at the way that he handles seeing his maturity level so that's that's been really pleasing he's been a, he's been a great team guy and continues to work hard and, and improve and uh I don't think there's any doubt that at some stage you know, he'll get that opportunity to shine and, and show what, absolutely what he can do.
2: We're chatting with 36s assistant coach Scott Ninnis. Now, Scott, you take on the Phoenix, the South East Melbourne Phoenix, on Friday night back at home. They're 1-4 and four away from home. Their only win this year, unfortunately, was around about a month ago here in Adelaide against us, against the 36ers. So how do we... We lost that game by 17. How do we negate the Phoenix? We know they can score, but what are we going to do differently in this game to hopefully get over the line?
3: Look, I think that's their worst game of the year. I mean, they, they, they came in and kicked their ass. I don't think there's any any way of dressing that up. Um, you know, that that was, you know, a bitterly disappointing game. So once again, that's... That's fresh, fresh in your in your mind. Uh, what well, should be? <laughs> I hope it is that you know we we know this is this happened on a home court, and uh, you know you have to take care of, of your home court. You know they're the games that you have to win, and we, we've lost too many at home already. Um, that's been something that if you have any aspirations to being you know a playoff team, a great team, a championship team, you need to take care of that. So. Um, we get that opportunity you know you look at that, that group i mean they 've got some fantastic players obviously we we know mitch Creek really well and, and what what he has to what he brings to the table um, you, you look at their imports they're real quality uh, but they they play hard and it 's a bit like the jack jumpers you 've got to be ready and it 's not just matching their intensity you 've got to be the aggressor you know I like to talk about. Being proactive and not reactive, and I thought that's we were reactive against the Jack Jumpers, and when you are like that against a team like with Jack Jumpers or the Phoenix, you're probably going to lose that game. So uh, Tuesday's training we had, I thought was our probably our best training of the year, and I know every coach comes on and talks about it. it's our best training. <laughs> normally, normally that's a bit of crap about that, but uh, <laughs> we did. We, we had a we had a fantastic training where guys setting screens and being physical and, and going nose to nose and you know I had a couple opportunities where it probably was you know going over the edge and I, I I love that because that's what we're going to face against teams that we come up against so you know if we can play with that sort of intensity so then what you face in training no matter what you face in games is't going to be anything worse oh, I thought it was a really good step forward so uh, hopefully uh, that's that's what we come out with on Friday night
2: at the Entertainment Centre at 7 o'clock, that game against the Phoenix. Uh, speaking of the Phoenix, I want to ask about DJ of the Phoenix variety, not the 36ers. So Daniel Johnson, what reception will he get? And what reception will you give him?
3: Mate, if, it, if, if it's anything other than, you know, complete adulation for, for what he's done over the last 10 years with the 36ers, I, I'd, I'd be surprised. Uh, I Look, I'm a little bit biased. I got to coach him in the NBL one last year and... and love to have the opportunity to, 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 to coach him and have the opportunity to do that. Um in saying that I hope he has his worst game of his entire <laughs> career on Friday night, but uh, you know he's gonna come out and, and you know, he's gonna be have to have to be a guy that we're focused on. You know, his size, his ability to shoot the ball, um, he's elite and, and it has been for a very very long period of time so oh, I, I'm sure the crowd will give him a great reception but let's just hope it's a dirty night for him.
1: <laughs> Scotty I've left the easy question to last uh, the Hawks have parted ways with Jacob Jacomas. do you think that puts extra pressure on CJ Bruton with only one more win than the Hawks?
3: Oh, Completely different situations I, 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 I don't think so I think everyone knows how you know how tough this gig is um i was, I was a little bit surprised uh, you know by, by the situation in law because they not, not that long ago had extended his contract but you know we we know that's part of the game you know cj everyone that's involved in coaching understands that at the end of the day it's about wins and losses but uh you know i think we you know we all know that we're not that far away from it now we have dug ourselves a you know, a, a hole now. You know, being at three and seven, and it doesn't leave us a lot of margin for error. But you know, you, you you can't. You know, you have to focus on what you can control. You know, that's that's the end of the day. I mean, we we've got a great owner in Grant Kelly. You know, he's been incredibly supportive of you know our team and and, and CJ and the coaching staff this year. Um, he has a belief in us and and has has backed us in. So. No, I, I, don't, I don't think there is. You can compare the situations uh, apart from the fact that there's, there's, always, prof, there's always pressure in, in professional sport, but uh, yeah, I'm pretty confident we'll be able to turn it around and hopefully that starts on Friday night.
1: Thanks, Scotty. Appreciate your time and uh, we uh, love chatting to you every Wednesday. Uh, go well on Friday night
2: and I'll see you down there. No,
3: nah, thanks, boys. Appreciate it. Thanks, Scotty.
1: Scott Ninnis, assistant coach of the Adelaide 36ers.
2: Yeah, he made the point there about digging themselves a hole with a three and seven win-loss record. Well, you need to make the top six. Now, the team's around the six at the moment. You've got the Wildcats in fifth at five and five, and the Taipans, the Cairns Taipans at four and four. So it's a 500 record are currently four games under 500, so we really need to get, in the next three or four, we've got to take majority of them. Got to get on a roll.
1: It's time for the movie of the week, uh, or the movies of the week. Uh, thanks to Toolkit Depot, tools, equipment, safety gear, and workwear. Toolkit Depot, Black Friday sale is coming soon, in-store and online, uh, November 20 to 27. And when everyone says it can't be done,
4: ducks fly together. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving
3: forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Are you crying? Are you crying? (laughs) There's no crying. There's no crying in baseball.
1: Men's, uh, you want to go first this week?
2: Yes, I will go first this week. And uh, it's going to lead in beautifully with that stinger talking about there's no crying in baseball. Mine is a baseball movie. It is Field of Dreams from 1989. Love it. Uh, I love this. And I love the fact that they brought it to today's day and age. The the Major League Baseball currently yes. has a Field of Dreams game each year where they have two teams go out and play and have the cornfields and the players walk through the cornfields. It's just, it's it's absolutely brilliant the way Major League Baseball does it and uh, it is a terrific movie.
1: Yeah, they they built that just down, like basically in the plantation next to where the movie was made. In Iowa. And Yeah, and it's still there. So uh, here's a bit of audio from Field of Dreams. If you build it, he will
4: come. If you build what, he will come? Insane. I hate it when
0: that happens.
3: Me too.
4: Daddy, there's a man up there in your lawn. Are you a ghost? What do you think? You look real to me. Yeah. You're
1: a uh-huh. on, you believed in the magic. It happened. Isn't that enough?
0: Annie, it's more than that. I feel it as strongly as I've ever felt anything in my life. There's a reason. Go the
4: distance. Did you hear the voice too? Did you hear it? Go the distance. Yes. You build a baseball field in the middle of nowhere, and you sit here and you stare at nothing. This field, this game, it's a part of our past, Ray. It reminds us of all that once was good. Hey,
3: is this heaven? No. It's Iowa.
1: Love that, men's. It's a great, a great choice. One of the great films. Good Kevin, family movie, it too. It is.
2: Kevin Costner stars in that one. So it is a great uh, family movie. That's a baseball movie. Uh, what have you got for your movie of the week? One of my favourite comedies of all time,
1: uh, Caddyshack. It was released in 1980, directed by Harold Ramis, uh, cost $6 million to make, made $60 million Incredible. at the box office, starred Chevy Chase, Bill Murray... Uh, Ted Knight and Rodney Dangerfield. Yes. Who, <laughs> look, I I live my life and I still do quoting <laughs> things from this movie. So let's have a listen to Caddyshack.
3: Yeah, I can park
4: my car, get my bags. Put on some weight, will you? Hey, Wang, what's with the pictures?
3: It's a parking lot. Come on, will you? I want you to kill every golfer on the course. Check me if I'm wrong, Sandy, but if I kill all the golfers, they're going to lock me up and throw away the key. Golfers! they are great kid, not golfers, the little brown, furry rodents.
4: We can do that. Hey, orange balls, I'll have a box of those, me a box of those naked lady tees, and give me two of those, give me six of those. Oh, this is the worst looking hat I ever saw. Well, you buy a hat like this, I'll bet you get a free bowl of soup, huh? Oh, it looks
1: good on you, though. He's about 455 yards away. He's going to hit about a two iron, I
3: think.
4: We got all of that. no no no
2: no
1: Ah, that's Caddyshack. And Chevy um, Chase making those sound effects while he's putting yep. one-handed, blindfolded, and they're all going in. And I'd stand
2: on the green now and go, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, I have to watch it again. I saw it a long time ago. But it is, I oh, mean, ESPN described it as perhaps the funniest sports movie ever made. It is, yeah, it's an absolute classic.
1: And obviously there was a lot of stuff I couldn't actually play. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But my favourite part, and I'm going to indulge for just a little, uh, 18 seconds more, this is the great Bill Murray.
3: 195 yards left and he's going to, looks like he's got about an eight. This crowd has gone deadly silent. Cinderella story,
1: out of nowhere. A former Grange keeper now, about to become the Masters champion. It looks like I'm a wreck. It's in the hole! Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, so there you go. Uh, You can watch it on uh, Foxtel or Apple TV.
2: Yes, I I will be tuning, I will be putting Caddyshack back on in the next couple of months, I reckon.
1: Oh, uh, we've had fun again today. Uh, thanks for Scotty Ninnis for joining us. Um, uh, yeah, another,
2: another just goes so quick, men's. It does, and uh, the World Cup has gone so quick. Semi-finals tonight. India taking on New Zealand about to start. Uh, will India will they make it through to the final and win this World Cup? A big game in Mumbai.
1: All right. Um, thanks again for listening, and men's, I'll see you tomorrow. Bye, everyone.
0: Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle, Kia Carnival GUV. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay.